Welcome to the SCG Church Young Adults Podcast, where we get to bring you sermons and content to help you bring you closer to Jesus, develop your faith, and just figure out life. Join us Sunday nights at 7 p.m. in the SCG Church Warehouse for our Young Adult Services, or at our General Services. We hope you enjoy. We're talking about friends today, obviously. That'd be stupid if I didn't. Um, and so today we're going to be kind of talking about what does it look like to be a good friend, have a good friend, um, kind of things along those lines. Now, uh, we're only doing one uh, verse of the Bible today, which is kind of new. If you've been coming to young adults, you know that we kind of study large sections of Scripture and massive books of the Bible normally. Um, but like I said, today we're going to be talking about um, friends. And uh, when I think about uh, as, as long as I've been a youth pastor and, and the friends that I've made over the years, but also just seeing, the, I've had, like I've said in the past, probably, I don't know, between 12 and 15,000 students walk through uh, these doors doors uh, in the same seats that you're in over 11 or 12 years, right? That's a lot of, a lot of people. And I've learned a lot about friendships as, I've, as I have observed students and young adults making friends, right? And I'll be honest with you, I probably give this exact message. And I do, I do. I, I have for the last like 10 years given this, almost this exact message every single season, uh, normally in November, where we talk about friends. Now, uh, and I changed a little bit, but here's why I want to talk about friends. Whenever I talk to students or even young adults whose lives have gone astray, right? They end up in a place where they're like, man, what's going on in my life? What, what, what I end up in a place where I never thought I would be. I often ask, and most of the time that's kind of far from God, I ask, well, how did you get here? How did you come to to this point where you maybe are um, uh, empty inside? You feel like you have no good relationships or maybe some some problematic things are happening in your life. You got addicted to this. You started going here and doing things you know you weren't supposed to be doing or whatever happens. It almost always starts with the very same phrase. 99% of the time it starts this way. I had these friends. And with these friends, I started drinking. I started partying. I joined a frat or a fraternity. I became friends with a dude named Chad, whatever it is, right? And it's all bad things happen, right? From I'm sorry, my name is Chad, right? But bad things started to happen when they started hanging out with, with certain people. I had these friends. Back in elementary school, I, uh, I had two buddies, Stephen and Andrew. And uh, one Saturday morning after watching Rocket Power, because that was obviously the best thing to watch back, back in the day, my buddy Andrew uh, thought it'd be a great idea for three fourth graders uh, to light a bonfire at a tree at the park. It's not a good idea. And uh, so we're like, sick, dude. And, and to be honest, I didn't think it was a good idea. And, uh, uh, but I didn't really have, I lacked the courage to, to maybe stand up to, to, to Andrew and Steve. So eventually, right, we light, this, uh, we light this fire and we pick a very stupid and specific tree where there's this massive overhang, this branch that goes over it. And so we put all the, 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 the dried leaves and paper and lighter fluid and a bunch of other stuff and we light it on fire. And this thing starts blazing, right? It's like a bonfire, right? It's like you throw a Christmas tree. Have you guys ever lit a Christmas? It's like, just, right? So it's, it's, it's massive. It's 11. It's 12 feet tall, and I'm like four foot one at the time. I am freaking out, right? And so I'm like, Steve, go grab some water, right? And so he's running over to the fountain, and I'm wearing like Adidas track pants at the time because I was sick. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm like, I just, I don't know, four, fourth grade Matt thinks this is what you need to do. You need to run through the fire. And so I'm running through the fire, trying, I'm just singeing myself, right? It just smells like burnt hair. The, the, the nylon kind of track pants become like spandex. They heated around my legs, so I'm like squeaking in through the fire. And out of nowhere, right, as Steve's on his way back, he tries to throw like a cup of water on this like bonfire, like you idiot. Um, This guy that's driving in his car, I think it was an angel, I have no idea. And he he sees that these two like little kids trying to take out this massive fire, right? And around this time, right, the fire got so large that it started to catch a branch on fire that was over a house. So I'm thinking, I'm going to light the whole neighborhood down. I'm going to prison for the rest of my life. It's going to be miserable, right? Like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to do good in prison. You know, like, like, that's what I'm thinking. You know, the fourth grader, right? And uh, this guy comes out of his car. He runs over. I don't know what he did that we couldn't. Maybe his foot was bigger than ours at the time. And he stomps out this fire and, um, and he like saved the day. And we're like, come on, can, can I give you like, the quarter that we have or whatever? Like he, I was like, this must be an angel, right? Now here's why I tell kind of this silly story, right? 
Notice Andrew wasn't there. Right? He left when it started to get a little kind of crazy. But our friends, right, they have the capacity to influence us, maybe even cause us to do things that we know like probably shouldn't be doing. And the truth is this. Your friends, they never, ever, 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 ever leave you the same. They will either be a positive or a negative influence on your life. There are no friends that are neutral influences on your life. They'll make you a better person or a worse person. Now, God knew this, right? When he created us to be in relationships, he designed us to have good friends because God knows that if you start adding the wrong friends in your life, it literally has the capacity to take you off the trajectory that God wants you to walk on. God knows this. He knows that our, par- our, our friends have the capacity to determine our futures. Let me say this again, because this is of utmost importance to the age group that we're in. I'm older than you. You're in. Your friends have the capacity to determine your future. And so as I go into our Bible story for today, I need you to remind yourself that my friends, the people that are in my life, my three to five top friends, maybe they're, in the, maybe they're in this room, maybe they're not in this room. They have the capacity and power to literally determine your future. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, he says this, don't fool yourselves. Bad friends will destroy you. Highlight, underline, will in your mind. Get a tattoo of it, right? Bad friends, it doesn't say might, doesn't say have the capacity to, it's almost a certainty and promise. Bad friends will destroy you. Now, if you're anything like me, you're like, nah, I'm immune to that principle, right? I'm too smart. I'm too clever. And if I start hanging out with some bad people who have some bad influences on me, um, I'm smart enough to get out of those bad relationships really before it starts to kind of alter my, the direction of my life. I'm too strong to let that happen. And a guy in the Bible named Samson thought the exact same thing. He didn't understand that your friends never leave you the same. Let me kind of set the story up. If you don't know, it's found in the book of Judges. But there's a guy named Samson, right? And Samson, before he was born, an angel came to his parents and said, look, you're going to have a son and like, he's going to be the man, right? Like one day, I don't know, Taylor Swift's going to write songs about him, right? Justin Bieber's got nothing. This guy is going to, bottom line, have the potential to change the entire world. This guy is going to be incredible, right? Now, there's some interesting kind of parameters that, uh, that Samson's supposed to kind of stick to in light of God blessing him with some incredible strength and some other things. These principles he must stick to are called the Nazarene vows. There's three things that Samson's supposed to do. Number one, he's never, ever, ever to get drunk. Not supposed to drink alcohol, never do keg stands, none of that type of stuff. Number two, he's not supposed to cut his hair, which kind of like would have been like a bummer in the ancient world because like they didn't really have like shampoo, conditioner like they do maybe today, right? And number three, he's supposed to avoid dead or unclean food, right? And so Samson, one of the also rules, he's only supposed to associate with the people of God. Now, in the ancient world, the people of God, they were called the Hebrews, the Israelites, the Jews. That's, that's the same people group. That's who he's supposed to hang out with. His best friends, guess, guess, guess who they should be? They should be people who know and love God. Number two, the person that he chooses to marry one day, guess who that should be? A follower of God as well. And then he should surround himself with people who are supposed to love God. Now, why would God include this mandate and this rule over his life? Because God understands that our friends, the people that we surround ourselves with, change us, right? They influence us and direct us. And so return for Samson's parents following God and Samson following these principles, God blessed Samson and gave him incredible strength. And he became a leader, especially a judge. A judge isn't like a judicial judge like we have today with like, you know, uh, it's not like that. Uh, a judge in, the ancient, um, in ancient Israel was actually a military leader. And that's the reason that God gave him some incredible strength and not necessarily wisdom or intelligence um, or, or foresight or the ability to structure government. And so Samson was blessed with incredible strength. And if you read the stories in between Judges 14 and Judges 18, you find like how strong he actually was was, right? Like he, um, he ripped the head off a, a lion, right? Like I can't rip the head off a, like a 
Barbie doll, right? Like, it's crazy. This dude's ripping the head off lions, right? He picks up a, a, a three-ton gate, walks 21 miles with it. That's 6,000 pounds. I mean, like, he, he, he's an impressive dude and, and, and has some incredible strength. But instead of this happy ending in Samson's story, right, the hero kind of becomes a zero. The guy who had all the potential in the world wasted. And so you have to ask the question, Samson, what happened? You were literally destined by God to do something great, to be a leader by him. God gave you supernatural ability. And now the hero ends up as a zero. What happened if it all starts to take a turn where Samson started to hang out with the wrong people? Now, the wrong people in the ancient world, they were called the Philistines. The Philistines were like, uh, imagine if you took ISIS and like the KKK and blended them, right? So like not people you want to like be my, like not, not good people, right? And that's what the Philistines were. Now, Judges 14 kind of tells us the story. Samson goes down to the big city. What's the big city? It's not Las Vegas. It's Timnah. That's what the ancient city of like Las Vegas was. And that's kind of where the party's at. And he's actually going down there to marry a Philistine girl. And his top 30 friends, well, they're all Philistines. His groomsmen, well, they're Philistines. His guests, they're all Philistines. Now, if the Hebrews are the people he's supposed to hang out with, Samson is not supposed to be hanging out with the Philistines, and that's who he's going to marry, and that's who he's going to be hanging out with. This is where, in Samson's story, I need to remind you, he's destined. God has specifically blessed him. This is where the wheels start to fall off in Samson's life, where he abandons his future for his present friends. And so you fast forward to the end of Samson's story and the man who was blessed by God to be a leader to do some incredible things is stripped of his uh, strength. He's a slave now to the, uh, to the enemy's army, the Philistines. And towards the end of Samson's life, Samson um, gets his eyes gouged out, which has got to be a terrible experience, <laughs> with like spoons or whatever they did that. And, uh, and then he's strapped to these poles and his very last thing that he does is he commits suicide. How did all that happen? It happened when Samson started to hang out with the wrong crowd. They took him to the wrong places, so he ended up with the wrong principles, morals and values and worldviews and priorities. And it took him off literally the path that Samson was designed and created to walk on. So I share this little Devo with you because the same thing applies to every single one of us who sits in this room. If you choose to hang out with the wrong friends, they're going to take you to the wrong places. You're going to start believing the wrong things. And eventually you'll find yourself completely off the path that God had for you as well. I remember the, uh, the first day I moved into my, my childhood home when I was three. I, I remember uh, uh, I was in the moving truck, and I saw that there was a next-door neighbor kid who looked about my, my age three. And uh, I ran out of the moving truck, and I said, hi, I'm going to be your neighbor. My name is Matt. And he said, hi, my name is Taylor. And from that moment on, we were like inseparable. We became very best friends, right? Same age. And, and so we went to school together. We had the same friends eventually together. And we were like inseparable. Like we hung out from the earliest parts of the day until the streetlights came on because that was the rule. And so for our whole days in, 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 in junior high um, and even elementary school, we hung out every single day. As we kind of moved towards going to Lexington Junior High, which is right around here, um, I noticed that kind of Taylor started to like kind of change a little bit. He started to kind of become someone different. He started to hang out with a, a group of people that I would say um, are pretty destructive. Eventually, he started doing drugs in seventh grade. And, he, and then in, in eighth grade, he started turning to sell drugs. He called them party supplies. <laughs> Idiot. And uh, I remember at the time, I was still kind of like hanging out with Taylor. And so like, I, you know, I, the first time that like him and I drank together, I think we were in sixth grade or fifth grade. And uh, I watched Taylor start to completely change. And I also realized that I started to completely change. Like I started drinking in fifth grade. Um, I started like doing some things I, I, I shouldn't have been doing. I started disrespecting my teachers, disrespecting my parents. My grades started to suffer and a plethora of, a plethora of other things. And I realized this at a pretty young age. I realized in seventh grade that if I continued to hang out with Taylor, that my life trajectory was going to, I was going to end up someone I didn't really want to be. 
And so I got vacillated between these two decisions. Should I, should I hang out with my, my childhood friend, who was my best friend really for most of my life up to this point, or should I, should I begin to kind of slowly separate myself from him? And so I had to make the decision, and it was challenging, but it probably was the best decision in my young um, life that I ever made. Now, if you look at the, to, the, the different trajectories of our lives, not to say that by any means like I'm a better person than he is, but again, your friends, the people you hang out with, impact you. And so I separated myself from Taylor and those group of friends, and he didn't. And so you fast forward to Taylor's story, and he um, has been in and out of rehab seven times because he's addicted to heroin. Um, he used to sell heroin for the cartel. And today he's a recovering heroin addict, and from my understanding, he's probably sober for three years, which I'm, I'm stoked to hear, right? Like, I, I, I heard that through my mom um, not that long ago, and I was, I was excited to hear that, right? But here's why I tell you that story. I tell you that story because that didn't have to be Taylor's life. If he would have made the same decision to distance himself from people who were influencing him to do some kind of terrible and bad things, his story could have been different. And so why do I, I share this story with you? Because I want to save you from a life of wasted potential. I want to save you from having these conversations. I had these friends, insert their names or insert who they are, conversations later in life. I want to save you from a wasted potential. So let me shoot some of you straight. I've only got 60 seconds less, so, so let me be blunt with you. Right now in your life, in your life right now, you, you may, some of you, be with the wrong group of people, right? You're, you're, you're using, utilizing your college years, and you're wasting them. It could be your work buddies. It could be a frat or a fraternity or whatever it may be, but you are around the wrong group of people, and they're a negative impact on your life. And this is the reason it's so difficult for you to make a, your faith a priority, for you to continue to show up at church and make God a priority in your life because you're hanging out with the wrong people. So here's, here's the, I want you to answer this question tonight. Are my three to five top friends helping me grow closer to Christ, or are they pulling you away? If they are pulling you away from Christ, they are the wrong friends. You have two options. Number one, you can do nothing. This is what most of you will choose, and you will abandon your future for your present relationships, and in the end, you'll regret it. Or number two is you can step back. And this doesn't mean, right, to leave the friendship entirely, but it does mean to invest less time there. Maybe put some boundaries and begin to kind of truly find people who care for you, and most importantly, your faith. And so as we kind of wrap up today... This is the truth. The wrong friends will lead you to the wrong places. You'll become the wrong person, and you'll wake up one day, and you'll realize that you have literally walked off the path, the trajectory that God wants and desires for you to walk on. And so that is the epicenter, the definition of what a wasted life is. God created you for this reason, but because you allowed some people to influence you and make poor decisions, you end up wasting and squandering your life. And so you have a decision. What are you going to do? For those of you guys that are being made aware of, in my top three or five, there are some people that are negative or some people that I need to separate myself from. You have a decision. Am I going to continue to allow them to be the closest people in my life, or am I going to lovingly step back, find some new people that can reinforce in, uh, my, my faith and move and push me towards Jesus Christ? Let me pray for you guys, and then I'm going to dismiss. Put your arm around somebody, and then I'm going to dismiss you guys in the orders in which you guys won your game. So stay seated, all right? Father, today I am thankful that... Um, I get to be with my friends tonight, and we get to eat some good food, hopefully some good food, and um, I just ask that you would continue to make us cognizant of the people in our life, God, that are going to be harmful, and you want us not to, uh, you want to separate us from. And so, Lord, I ask that you would continue to give us that strength and that courage, Lord God, and uh, we thank you for this meal and all the people that brought it, and uh, would you bless our bodies with it. We love you in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to the SCG Church Young Adults Podcast. For more information about our services, events, and ways to get involved, head on over to scgchurch.org. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.